0: Come on, let's give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise wherever you're at. Put your hands together, get excited. Come on, and now I want you to stand with me. I want you to pray with me because you know what? Out of the ashes, we will rise out of this destruction, we will rise. We will rise with our resurrected King, and we thank you, Lord, that you are resurrecting a new church. You are resurrecting new life. You are going to resurrect, God, a new hope, a new joy, a new peace, and Lord, we thank you that through our mourning, we'll find dancing. Through our sorrow, we will find joy. That no matter what the enemy has tried to pile on top of us, that the world has tried to pressure us down with, God, Lord, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is alive in each and every one of us and every day is resurrection Sunday every day is resurrection Sunday because every day I have the same authority and power within Christ Jesus to overcome death hell the grave to overcome corona to overcome cancer to overcome depression to overcome issues in my marriage issues in my kids no matter what I may face I have the same resurrection power. And I thank you, God, Lord, that you're leading us, you're guiding us, you're directing us. I pray that we would rise to the energy level that you have, God. I pray we'd rise up to the excitement level that you have that we wouldn't sit in our doldrums and we wouldn't sit in our depression and we wouldn't sit in our doubts and we wouldn't sit in our discouragement and in our sadness and sorrow any longer. But God, there would be something stirring within us, Lord, as the sound of my voice goes forth into every home, through every device. Right now, God, Lord, there's faith that's coming. There's great faith that's coming. There's resurrection power that's rising. And I thank you, God, Lord, that we speak against all the works of the devil. We speak against the tools and the weapons of his warfare and we cast down we cast them down in the name of Jesus we speak life we speak power we speak direction oh in Jesus name the worship team is going to stay up here with me and and I want you to stay with me too and stay locked in for today because God's going to do something phenomenal and, and I'm excited just to be a part of it I want you, uh, uh, to hear part of this scripture. It's in Luke chapter 17 and in Luke chapter 17 in verse 20, it begins a passage. In fact, I'm just going to skip it. I'm going to read the main verse that I want to read to you. It says this in verse 27, go to verse 27, Luke chapter 17, verse 27. They ate, they drank. They married wives and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. The flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it is also in the days of Lot, they ate and they drank and they bought and they sold and they planted and they built. But... On the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will be the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and in his goods are, the, are in the house, let him not come down and take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. I want you to underline that. Let him not turn back. Not turn back. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. You can't go back. When should you prepare for the second coming of Jesus? Every moment of every day. When should you act like Jesus is coming again? Every moment of every day. Because we shouldn't be living on what used to be, but we should be moving toward to what can be because I'm not living in my past. I want to live in my present because my future holds promises. But if I'm stuck in my past, if I turn back, don't turn back. So he says, don't turn back. And then he says, it's an interesting scripture. It's one scripture, verse 32. Remember Lot's wife. And then he says, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. Lord, we thank you for today, and I thank you for your word that's going to go forth on the good ground. I pray if somebody's not ready to receive them, receive the word, that you shake them up, get them ready for the word, because it's time to receive. And I thank you, God, Lord, that we're going to receive a good word on the good ground to reap a good harvest, and I thank you for what you're going to do. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would settle in your home and settle in this place and settle in this hour and settle in this time that the holy spirit would minister to you with such tremendous truth and transformation that you're never the same and i pray that this word would go to the depths of who you are transform your mind and your heart and your soul and we would stop being hearers of the word And we would become doers of the word. Not just people who know how to listen, but people who know how to act. Not just people who know how to say, but people who know how to do. And I thank you, God, that you're going to change us. You're transforming us. We are never going back to the way things used to be. We're moving forward. And I thank you, God, for what you're going to do. I pray that you'd anoint me to preach your word today you have a special assignment on me and that there's a special anointing on this word God to break the old and bring the new and I feel like the former is, is going away and the latter is coming I feel like that, that, that the, the old days are, are about to be broken I feel like there's a funeral that we need to have for what used to be because there's a procession of faith that's coming and we need to celebrate the life that we have it's coming. It's coming. God's going to do a great work in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you on this wonderful Sunday uh, in May, our first Sunday in May. So thankful. I'm going to have our worship team just kind of stay up here. They may play, they may not play, uh, but they'll just be up here just to kind of help jam if I get jamming or, or just to say a good Amen. You know, just to, just to have fun. Somebody to preach to instead of empty chairs. Uh, so that's a lot of fun to have some people out there. We got some crew out here that are with us as well that you can't see on camera. And we're still we're still keeping social distancing. We're doing our safe stuff. We're taking care of each other. And uh, we're making sure we're doing what we're supposed to. And I know that restrictions are starting to lighten up and, and change. And, and, and the governor's made his announcement and our mayor. And, and, and we're seeing some changes. And we're going to keep you up to date on what we're going to do in response to those changes and so I encourage you to stay tuned uh, stay locked in not only for the messages but during our live streams and different portions that we post uh, information and different uh, uh, graphics that will share you emails text message so that you can stay apprised on what we're doing on Bridge Church uh, as we change change every day every week as often as we need to because we're going to be adaptable uh, and we're going to continue to to become what we need to be, uh, because we need to be all things to all men. And so we need to be flexible. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not be bent out of shape. So don't get bent out of shape. Uh, be flexible with us, and so that God can move and minister in the most effective, efficient, and safe way possible. Because this is just about safety. This isn't about rights. This isn't about rights. This isn't about our rights as people and as a church. If we all wanted to be together, we could just snap the finger and say, let's all come together. We're not, it's not about rights. It's just about health and safety and taking precautions and being wise and having faith. And so uh, we'll keep you up to speed on the changes that are happening and how we're going to adjust to those. Uh, So be looking for our posts and emails and texts, as I mentioned. Uh, But I want to talk to you today and just begin a new word, uh, a a new series, if you will, uh, during this time that we're just going to spend, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks on uh, and just spend some time diving a little deeper in the word, because this scripture is just an interesting scripture, Especially he starts off and he says, don't turn back. And we hear he's first, first of all, let's even back up further than that. He's talking about end time. He's talking about his second coming. So he's talking about when, Jesus, when I come back again, the second coming, he starts off. And in verse 20, he says, look, the kingdom of God can't be done with observation. The kingdom of God isn't here or there. The kingdom of God is within you. So if you can with me, I just want to preach to your heart real quick. For everybody who's saying here and there, them and they, don't listen to them. Because the Bible says that Jesus spoke and said the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah, right. So the, the, the people who say, oh, it's their fault. Oh, it's, it's Wuhan. No, 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 no. It's a bat's fault. No, no, no. It's this or it's there. No, the church should look like this. The church should look like that. No, we should really be streaming. We should be in person. No, 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 no. We, well, businesses should be able to do what they want and do this. You know what we should be doing? And they're going to always talk about here and there because their perspective is in the wrong place and they're always looking for something tangible when the intangible is already with them, which is the most powerful for them. And that's why for each and every one of us, we don't not need to be looking here and there. We need to look within because the kingdom of God, he says, is within you. So this is a, this is another depth of revelation because when we see this in scripture, just like he taught his disciples, Jesus taught his disciples and he said, listen, this is the end. I'm leaving here soon. And before you were just followers and you had to do it, you just did everything I said and, and you followed every word and we just kind of walked through the steps. And if you're a follower, if you're just a sheep, you're just gonna continue to follow instructions. But now you're not just sheep and now you're not just followers, now you're friends. And he calls them a friend. And I want to encourage you. You're more than just a follower of Jesus. You are a friend of God. And when you're a friend and in that relationship with Christ, you don't operate on just one minute to minute instructions. You learn the heart of God. What would God want in this situation? I I don't really know if I have a scripture for COVID, but I do know what the heart of God would say in this. And you begin to operate in a different dimension because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God isn't here or there. It's, in here and so now I don't operate as just someone who knows but I operate as someone who has and so I have the Holy Spirit with me Pentecost Sunday is coming up at the end of this month and I can't wait to preach Pentecost Sunday. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year because it was a moment of provocation that he pushed him out of the upper room and thank God for some of the pushes, some of the nudges in life that he says, no, 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 you can't stay here anymore. No, you can't live here anymore. No, you can't remain here anymore. You got to keep moving forward. Don't look back. Because when they finally got out of the upper room, all of a sudden Peter preached one of the most powerful messages and 3,000 people were added that day. Because Peter knew what it meant to have it within him, not just know about him and so we have the kingdom of God with us and he begins to speak about what it will look like in the days of Noah and when Noah, when he got into the ark that's when the flood came and and when Lot decided to leave Sodom and Gomorrah that's when the fire came and I don't want to preach so much about the destruction of as I want to preach the leaving of because when they finally decided to step out and follow in obedience to where God was calling them out of one place into another that's when God took care of the old and then brought about the new, because the old, we could, it's easy to look and say, you know, of course, if, if we were to say, hey, you know, uh, we're going to rewind all the way back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, you got you and your family and your kids, and, 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 and in that... Right there, you know, you got some property that you could buy. You want to live in Sodom or you want to live in Gomorrah. Most of you knowing what Sodom and Gomorrah is today would say, no, I would never raise my kids there. I would never, Uh, Harrison, would you, I would never raise my family there. I wouldn't buy, because we were looking back upon. But how many, that's easy to look back and say that. But how many, we don't know what we really were living in until we get out of what we've been living in. And then God says, hey, let me show you what you were living in so are you seeing the picture here so sometimes when we we thought we knew what we knew we were in our 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 routine of life in our neighborhoods and communities and and we were in a system of life and God says you know I don't think you really understand what you're living in so can I pull you out for a second so I can show you what you were living in and then show you what you can be living in because I need you to leave that and he says will you step out with me and so he talks about Noah, and then he talks about, he says, don't go back. Don't go back. Don't look back. Don't look back. When you get in the ark, when you leave Sodom and Gomorrah, don't look back. Everybody say, don't look back. Don't look back. I, I want to preach today. The title of my message is, 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 is Dorothy, Don't Look Back. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Little Dorothy and her, her ruby. I have white shoes on, but she had ruby heels or whatever, slippers. She Yeah, slippers. My wife is up here, thank God, so she can help me. So ruby little slippers. We don't have ruby slippers. We have rubber gloves and masks now. But she had ruby slippers. But what happened with little Dorothy? Dorothy got caught up and she went all the way, what, to, to Wizard of Oz or the Oz play. And then all of a sudden, she's in Oz and then she goes back, when she goes back to Kansas, right? Well, first of all, rewind, I'm, I'm mixing up the movie here you can see, I don't really watch the wizard of Oz. So, but she goes into this, uh, she goes to the Oz, she goes to Oz and she gets there and she looks at her little dog and she says, what does she say, hun? Help me out. We're not in Kansas anymore. Toto. We're not in Kansas anymore. Toto. We're, we're, hey guys, we're no longer in our normal anymore. Things will never be the same anymore. We're, we're not in the USA anymore. We're not in Arizona anymore. We're not in the old life we used to live in. We, we, at some point, you have to come to a place out of your denial and say things will never be the same because we can't go back. If we go back to the way it was, we're only going back. See, that's funny how some people always love to talk about the good old days. And and, and, and we dwell upon the good. We really glorify and we, we kind of reshape history into something better and we want it to sound we want it to be cool we want to go back to the good old days you know some of us think good old days and we think maybe 80s and that guys we don't want to go back to the 80s pre-chick-fil-a Come on, let's. We know that we're in the right season and time and hour of our destiny, but we don't want to go. Or no, maybe some of you you're like, no, no, that's not what I mean. The good old days. Oh, you want to go back to like the the fifties and sixties when we had segregation between whites and blacks, or, or or maybe you want to go further back into the Great Depression in the thirties, or maybe you want to go further back into World War One, and maybe you want to go further back into where we had slaves. I don't know what good old days you're talking about, but the good old days are gone, and you can't live in the good old days while trying to remain in the present because you can't look back while you're trying to move forward. Somebody shout, Dorothy, don't look back. Dorothy, don't look back. Because finally when she came back out of Oz, she came back to Kansas and when she got back to Kansas, things were never the same. same. Because finally at some point when God brings you out to see a greater perspective, when you come back to the reality that you thought was normal, you start changing what was normal and you start making some changes and you start making some adjustments and you start saying, I can't, we can't live like this anymore. I, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. No, no. You can't speak to me like that. I'm not. No, 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 no. You don't know. Do you know who I am? Because before we talk about lots wife, let's talk about not going back because the same people who were complaining about church before COVID are the same people complaining about church during COVID. And the same people who are complaining about their job before COVID are, are, Are praying they could be next to that crazy person that they hated during come on somebody we're always going to be complaining because the grass is always going to look greener on the other side because we're always looking back when we should be looking forward and somebody finally needs to shift their perspective and say i can't look back don't look back i can't look back i don't want to look back i'm never looking back because there's a new normal we're leaving the familiar We're leaving what we used to know. We're leaving the way. Church will never look the same. If anybody is old enough to know 9-11 and you know what it used to be pre-9-11 and then after 9-11, you know the world was never the same because everything changes. And the Bible in Ecclesiastes tells us that, that everything under the sun is subject to change. So why are we shocked when things are about to change? Because, and then we try to resist change because we want it to be the good old days. But the good old days weren't that great because you, it was the good old days that you used to complain about that job, but God brought COVID. You lost your job and now you're free to find a job, but you're complaining. You don't have a job, but you're still free of the job that you prayed God to get you out of that job. See, we can't just keep going back and forth saying, I'm thankful. Oh, oh God, why not? In the same marriage you were complaining about, you're still complaining about because we were, we're still looking back while we're trying to move forward. And if I'm always looking back, I'm, I'm always going to start running into some walls, really. Let's just be real about it. I'm going to run into some stuff. I'm just, if, I'm look, if I'm running a race looking back at every one of my people, oh, man, what are they do? Oh, gosh, what are you going to And we're constantly looking back behind us while we're trying to run forward. It's going to be a rough road. No wonder you keep falling and then blaming it on other people or you're looking back and you run into other racers who are running their race because you're not paying attention to your race. And so then you blame them because you ran. But can you see the problem with constantly looking back? And if you're looking back, hoping that God will just make things back to normal. Oh, isn't that the phrase of everybody? And I've been preaching about the last like several weeks is we've been talking about not remaining at the cross. We've been talking about things are forever changed. We're talking about church is going to look different. And I I have sympathy and heart for everybody because look, business owners, your business will never be the same. It's going to have to operate differently. Yeah. Families are going to have to operate differently. Some of my moms and dads who are teaching their kids and did ne- never wanted to teach our kids. Somebody said, Amen, right now because things are different. And right here, he says, "How do you prepare your life when the kingdom of God is within you? You 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 can't look back because uh, faith only moves forward. Faith doesn't know how to move in reverse, and so you have to keep moving forward and keep looking forward, no matter what obstacle. See, the best thing about it is we've got to celebrate the obstacles that we've overcome. Is that while we're just sometimes we get caught up looking and watching them and talking about them, and we're so man, I can't believe God made me go through that. I can't believe, and we're looking back." talking about what we overcame but complaining about we had to go through it and if we can look forward we'll start seeing a greater perspective of how much we've overcome and so or how much he saved us from how much he delivered us from how much he covered us in his grace and helped us from because my perspective isn't on what was but it is on what can be and and so now I have a hope where I once was hopeless, now I I have life where I once was lifeless. I have have the prospect of friends in my future because I'm not looking at what I've lost. I'm looking at who I have in front of me, and I'm trying to focus, and our our whole goal here today is to simply begin a series called Dorothy Don't Look Back because we can't keep... Trying to move forward in our faith while trying to remain the same like it's always been. Because something has to shift. Something has to change. And and sometimes it takes a dramatic uh, move uh, uh, in order to cause that. Because for every cause, there is an effect. And so there is a cause that's taken place. So the effect shouldn't be, hey, let's try to fight and go back to the way it is and try to resist the change, but to go with the change and say, okay, God, how do we adapt to the change? How do we become the the body of Christ in this new picture to where we can still effectively minister and do what you called us to without looking back? That's why partly I wanted to have our team up here too is because we're looking forward. We're all looking forward. This, this is also not just a statement of individualism, but this is a corporate statement of agreement that the body of Christ can't go back. The, the, again, the, the, there are people who used to complain about the noise in church, but now they're complaining they can't hear the noise and, and they, they, they have to control their own noise in their own house. And I wish I just was at church. The same person who would complain about worship, who would stand there, hold on to the pew, never raise their hands and look at me like they were going to die and have that fish face on them, that sour face on them. The same people are saying, I wish I could be in worship right now. Look, look, we can't keep looking back you got to finally start saying, the kingdom of heaven is within me. I need to change so that I can move forward. And then he says a very interesting scripture. After he says, don't look back, he says, remember Lot's wife. How many times did Jesus talk about a woman and say, remember her? That's a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's a trivia question. But how many times? Twice. Twice. Two times in 33 and a half years did Jesus say, remember her. One of them was when the woman worshipped with the oil with Jesus. And he said, wherever this story is told, this woman will be remembered all around the world forever. And right here, He says, remember Lot's wife. So he goes one extreme to the other. Why not remember Sarah and giving birth to the nation? Why not remember Ruth? Why not remember Esther? Why not remember some great, powerful women of faith? Why remember the one woman who doesn't have a name who we all know didn't turn out well? Why remember her? Why why remember her? Because I want to show you. I want to show you why. Now I want you to go with me. Uh, all the way back, somebody say, go way back. go way back. Say, go ahead, preacher, go way back. Go ahead, preacher, go way back. There you go. See, we're, we're having some engagement here. And I want you to go to uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. And so let me just paint a picture for you. I don't know how, if I have time to go into all of this today, but this is going to, again, I'm talking about an introduction to a series uh, and I, I want to just set this up for your heart and for your spirit of where the Lord is taking us. Because as I begin to unearth the scripture about remember Lot's wife, all of a sudden God started showing me all these different pictures and how it all tied together. Because right here he says, th- th- let, me, let me tell you what is going to happen. Sodom and Gomorrah are going to be destroyed. Well, Abram had already saved Lot. Now Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah again. And so he's living there and he says, you know what? I'll send angels to where I can rescue them out of there on on Abram's behalf. So now he's going to be saved and and angels are sent to him to warn him, get out of the city, get your family out of the city. And in this story, we're going to find incredible truths about how we need to move forward in our faith and in our life and for our future, because this is a warning from God saying, hey, the old thing is about to be completely destroyed. I need you to prepare to move forward or you're going to be left behind with it. So he starts speaking to them, and, and, and I want to kind of skip down. The angels show up, and I don't want to focus so much on Sodom and Gomorrah, even though they do represent the flesh and the desires of the world, but I do want to focus on what, what Lot's family, how they respond. Because right here in verse 14, it says, So Lot went out and spoke with his son-in-laws, who had married his daughters, and said, Hey, guys, get up. Get out. Get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. And you know what the Bible says? They thought he was joking. Because when you lack character and integrity, nobody will take you seriously. Because your words will never carry weight till character is the one thing that builds you. Because character builds the weight to the words. But if you have no character, like we've seen Lot throughout his life, and no integrity, then the words will never carry weight. And Lot only had daughters. And so finally, when he tried to give a warning, it meant nothing because he couldn't even say, can somebody hear what I'm saying? Because there are people in your life that your words can save, but if they can't weigh your words to the effect of what they should, then they're only gonna count for nothing because your character hasn't built up to what it should be. And so God is saying, hey, build your character up build your integrity up so that when you do warn somebody, you do speak some truth to somebody, you do give somebody a word from God, they don't take it like a joke, but they take it with. they weigh your words with power and fervency and they say oh, I better listen to this person how many times has somebody laughed at what you tried to say seriously or or you try, everybody calls you crazy because you haven't been stable a day in your life because you need to find a place that says okay I really want people to, under, to hear the testimony like we were singing about earlier of what god is speaking to me and through me so i must start living it out before i start speaking it out Amen. and so it starts off like that and it says but his son seemed like he was joking and when the morning dawned the angel of the lord said to lot hurry everybody say hurry. hurry saying arise take your wife and your two daughters Who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, while he lingered, don't linger anymore. This is not a time to just, oh, well, let's kind of see how it plays out. Well, hey, everything's about to change. Everything's, the old way's gone. You better start moving. You better start acting on this. You better start deciding. You start, better start making some decisions for your family, for your kids. Some of you at the very beginning of this, you had to make decisions like this every second. And, and God is saying to some of you who just been kind of lingering, waiting to see, God is saying, I'm calling you into action. Hurry up. There's no time to waste. you got to leave what you've been living in because what you've been living in, you don't understand that it's been dysfunctional and it's been destructive in your life. And you can't see that. But the only way I could show you that is if I get you out of here and put you in the right place. So don't linger anymore. So he calls them to stop lingering. And then they took the hands of, uh, of Lot, his wife, the hands of his daughters, and the Lord being merciful said, to, uh, uh, Lord. Being merciful, brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass uh, when they brought them outside that they did, uh, uh, that he said, Escape for your life. And then this is the warning do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountain. Stop living in the valley. You're meant to live on the mountaintop. You, You need to not look back. And so he's warning again Dorothy, don't look back don't look back. Lot, don't look back. Wife, don't look back. Kids, don't look back. And the difficult part is that finally, when the Bible says right here in verse 23, it says, the sun had risen upon the earth and Lot entered Zoar. So he entered into the place. He entered, he got away and he entered into a safe place. And when he got to the safe place and everything felt safe and everything felt comfortable again, that's when this happened. Then the Lord rained brimstone on fire in Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So, the Hebrew, uh, so he overthrew the cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. She looked back. Finally, she, she escaped because there was a sense of urgency. But then all of a sudden when she got and it felt comfortable... When it felt like chaos and craziness and there was a mob beating at the door trying to take the angels and her daughters, she was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's get out of this. And we got out of this. And so as soon as she got out of the chaos and it got comfortable, she let her guard down and then she decided to look back. Let me just tell you, the moment you decide to let your guard down and start looking back at what you used to know, what you used to be, the way you used to live, the way things used to, uh, the when you turn, that's when the devil gets a foothold in your life and he wants to destroy destroy your life and he wants to cause you to become a pillar of the past instead of a preserver of the future because salt is a preserver but you can choose to become one that just remains as a pillar or you can become the presence for the future because the presence being the presence of salt it's saying, I'm going to carry salt with me. I'm going to be the salt as I move forward for everybody. What would happen? Let's flip the script. What would happen if Lot's wife stayed with Lot? If she wouldn't have looked back? What's the positive in this? If she'd have looked back, if she hadn't looked back, and she'd have stayed on track, and she said, "Nope, that's all good," I'll tell you what would have happened. She would have given birth to more children, sons and daughters, and and she would from those sons and daughters, she would have given birth to nations, and and not only nations, but she would have changed the course of history, because now what had happened because she looked back, the two daughters, now said, "Okay." Let's, let's get our father drunk and let's, let's lay with our father. And they both had children, the Moab, Moab and Ammon, which became the Moabites and the Ammonites. Stay with me. I'm about to close here and I'm going to bring this in for a landing and it's really going to hit home. But I, I need you to see what's happening in the scripture because she traded greatness for the past. She traded the potential of the future for, for, for the, the comforts of the past. So I turned around and I traded what the greatness of what could be for, for all the comforts of what was. So I turned around and she turned around and gave it up and she became a pillar of salt. And those two sons that were birthed from the daughter's ended up being vile people who worshiped false gods and 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 had infant sacrifices and an offerings of blood to these false idols and gods and the valley became the valley of Moab the plain of Moab and that plain of moab from the first son of the first daughter is where jesus i'm going somewhere is where is where god sorry is where god brought the children of israel all the way through the promised land he brought them or sorry all the way through the wilderness he brought them all the way through the wilderness and and what, where did he bring them before he walked right into the promised land he brought them right back to the plain of moab because he wanted him to bring him right back to the place where where one woman decided to look back instead of look forward. And he said, I'm right here. And the very woman you know that caused the course of history to change, that looked back and lost the potential of greatness for her future, the one who turned, I'm bringing you all the way through the wilderness for 40 years, and I'm bringing you right back to this place because I want you to make a decision Say, am I going to turn back like my parents have done, like my old pastor did, like they always used to, like that old time religion, like that old music? Uh, Do I want to go back to the old good old days like everybody else turns back to, or am I going to stand at the pinnacle of decision and say, I'm not going to make the same decision twice? I'm moving forward in my faith, I'm not looking back. This is the threshold into my promised land, and I'm standing right on that threshold saying, God, I'm not. looking back come on let's give God some praise I know that's a lot of history I just went through hundreds of years the Bible, and tied from Jesus all the way back to Lot and Abraham all the way forward, hundreds of years to Moses and the children of Israel leading into the wilderness after 40 years into the promised land. And let me just tell you, through all of that scripture, it all ties together because Jesus was saying, remember Lot's wife. Because there's always a time that comes that says, are you going to want to look back and go back? Are you going to want to go back to the way things used to be. Are you going to want to go back to the old job that you used to pray me for you to deliver you out of are, are you going to pray, are you are you going to want me to go back to church as usual? Are you want to go back to your old familiar places? Are you want to just go to go back to Egypt like the children of Israel? Are you want to going to go back to go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. She knew it was going to be destroyed and that it was only death and destruction for that city and yet she turned back longing to be a part and she was turned into a pillar when she was meant to be a preserver for the future. If she would have been the salt that God wanted her to be, she would have preserved the family that could be. But she couldn't because she looked back. She looked back. And I wonder if any of us are are hoping that things go back to normal, that things just go back to the way they used to be. That things, oh I, God, I just, I, and I understand the frustration. I, there's a lot of me that says, there, there's a part of me that says, I, I think I, I, I would like some normalcy. I would like a hug. I would like a high five. I would like to see all the church. I would like to see a full house every Sunday. I would like to see, there's a lot of things I'd like. I'd like to go, go on a trip and go to Disneyland. Good Lord, I haven't been to Disneyland and I don't even know how long. This is the longest stint, I think. I'm just kidding. But I, I there are times I, I, I would like normalcy, but would I trade it for the potential of what God has for me? I don't think I would. I don't think I I don't think I would say, okay, God, you know what? I'd rather a little normalcy to feel comfort, and I'll trade it for my blessing. I'll trade it for my future. I'll trade it for my promised land. I'll trade it for my salvation. I'll trade it for me. He says the second coming of the Messiah is on the way, and you can't be looking back. You can't be looking. You can't be focused on everything that used to be. You got to be looking to me. You got to be looking to heaven. You got to be looking forward because Dorothy, you can't look back. Kansas is gone. Bye-bye. It'll never be the same. Church will never be the same. The United States will never be the same. The world will never be the same. And we're going to have to have a funeral. Say goodbye because those days are gone. The good old days are gone. And let me just tell you, you are living in the good days because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And if my God is in my day, then it it is a good day. If my God is in my future, then it is a good future. And I don't need to turn back. I don't need to forget about Lot's wife. I need to remember Lot's wife. The reason he said remember Lot's wife is because he was warning each and every one of us to say never look back. You must move forward. You must keep your head focus for because your head is where it all begins faith comes by hearing and hearing the word as head first even sin begins with a thought Uh, uh, lust begins with a look It's all right in the head. So if my head, the Bible says the head moves the whole body and controls the body. So if I move my head, if I turn from God, if I turn from his promised land, if I turn away and I start looking back instead of looking forward, I'm going to miss out on all that God has for me. But I need to control my head. I need to not look back. I need to control, make a covenant with my eyes. I need to make a commitment in my mind. I I need to go ahead and put on the the helmet of salvation in the mind of Christ that I can continually look forward to what he has for me. Because faith moves forward. God moves forward. And and man, I'm I'm so glad I got to start. There's so much more. And then we're going to go into the children of Israel led by the cloud by day and the fire by night. And how they wandered through the wilderness. And they they moved 40 different times in 40 years. And and the cloud constantly moved them. and, and, And the fire constantly moved them. And they had to be ready to pack up and move. And let me just tell you, you got to keep your head on a swivel. God, what are we doing this week? Hey, are, are we streaming this week? Great. Can we gather this week? I don't know. Uh, hey, what are we able to do? God, we're, hey, move us here. Can we do this? Can we launch a Spanish service? Okay, we're going to move over here. Hey, God, can we do a prayer walk? Yep, we're going to do a prayer drive. Oh, God, hey, can we do this? Can we do this? Hey, can we make some masks? Okay, God, we're going to do this. And we got to constantly move with the Holy Spirit. we got to move with God and keep our head focused on Him. Because there's going to be a lot. I'm here to tell you that there's, there's not just one adjustment. There's not just one move coming. There's a lot of adjustments and a lot of moves and you need to prepare your heart to say, Hey, think about how frustrating we we know how frustrating it can be. They were sent to the wilderness, but they didn't know. We know it was 40 years, so they could have been like, okay, 40 years, just got to make it that long. They had a time, they didn't have a time. We're in that same, I don't know. I don't know when it's going to be totally... I don't know when every. I don't know when we're going to reach our destination. I don't know when it's going to be thriving and in our promised land and we're able to expand and grow like we want. I don't know when it's going to be like that, but I, I know I just need to move with God and I need to continually flow with Him and I need to keep my head on a swivel, focused on Him, forward with Him, moving with Him, saying, I'm not looking back, God. I'm looking right at You and I'm going to move with You and I'm going to flow with You and I'm going to have my being with You because I'm going to remember... Lot's wife and I'm not looking back I'm not going to trade my potential of greatness she had the potential to birth nations her daughters did out of spite and woundedness and hurt and pain they created what they were raised in I wonder what the what. And because that they created from their wound, I wonder what would have happened if mom would have stayed and the healing, it would have been birthing through a healing and a deliverance instead of a wound, instead of a pain. And I don't want to look back and cause that to happen for my future. I want to move forward because I want things to be birthed out of my healing. I want things to be birthed out of my deliverance. I want things to be birthed out of my salvation. I want things to be birthed through us that are out of the greatness of what God has for us because I'm not looking back. I'm moving forward. I'm never giving up. I'm never quitting. Come on, somebody. If you're hearing me and you feel this in your spirit, let God know it. Let heaven and hell hear it and say, I am never looking back in Jesus name God is good and I, ah, this is just this is just the intro I, I got to get us warmed up for where God is taking us next because there's so much to it but I got to close today and we're going to keep going next week and we're going to keep going every week and we're going to move with God and we're going to focus on God and we're going to say I'm not looking back there's no need to look back my, my latter days are greater than my former days. But God's got something greater for me. No matter what age you are, I feel like there's some older people that are listening to me right now and you think, how, how? How, God, how could you do this? How could I, how could it get better? How could you help fix How could you do? How could it be greater? I'm here to tell you, God's word is tried and true. His promises endure forever. They have no expiration date. They have no age date. They have no. They they have no restraints. The Bible says that your latter will be greater than your former because you love Him and you're in covenant with Him. You're inheritor of the promises from Him. And He says, just focus on Me, just like He told Peter. He told Peter, Peter, focus on Me. Don't trade the distraction of the storm for the potential of power of walking on water peter if you focus on me and you don't look back don't look to the right or the left don't look here and there if you look right here you'll be able to walk on water with me because greater is what's in front of you than what's behind you i'm never looking back things won't look the same I, i i hope they never do because you know what i'm not afraid of the future I'm not afraid. I'm not thinking it'll get worse. I know it will get better because my God goes from glory to glory, victory to victory, and he builds one thing upon another, and the church has continued to thrive and grow at an exponential rate ever since the day of Pentecost, ever since Peter preached, ever since salvations and baptism started happening. All of a sudden, it's continued to expand, and there are over 2.1 billion Christians in the world today that are declaring Jesus is Lord, and I tell you right now, out. greater is what's in front of us than what's behind us and you need to stand in faith praise in faith worship in faith pray in faith knowing faith that i'm not looking back i'm moving forward god has greater in front of me than what's behind me in my past in jesus name hallelujah 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 oh man i could preach all day stay standing if you're standing if you're not standing and not able to stand it's all good i i get it you know you everybody's stream. there are people working out right now listen to this stream you know there's all kinds of ways you could be viewing but whatever you're doing be receiving yeah. because this word needs to go onto that heart of yours and so on good ground because this is just the beginning of what god wants to speak into you because there's more to it there's more to the story there's more to the story. And God's gonna unpack this over the next few weeks with you and I. And He's gonna reveal how to continue to move forward and how to never look back and how to walk right into. We you know we, we started off this year, and we we were like, we thought it was cool, we heard from God, we prayed, we thought it was just a good slogan for the year, and a good vision and perspective, and a word from the Lord. We had no idea it was prophetic and that the word from God for the beginning of this year that we got last year in November was the voyage. And it meant launching into uncharted territory. And really what God spoke to me is God said, I'm giving you permission To take new territory. Little did I know that would mean launching a Spanish service. Little did I know that would mean making masks. Little did I know that would mean feeding thousands of people. Little did I know that we would be taking territory in areas because launching into uncharted territory means I have no map nor reference for where I am going. Therefore, I have to listen to every word and moving and leading of the Holy Spirit in order to be guided in every step and say, God, am I I making the right step? am I making the right decision God lead me guide me and he's been doing it every step of the way And because of that, we are thriving in a time of famine when we should be starving. And God is providing for his people, providing for his church, providing for Flagstaff, providing for the state, providing for the United States and the world because the body of Christ is gonna continue to thrive no matter what the world goes through because God says, my blessing is on you, my protection is on you, my covering is on you, and I'm gonna take you places you've never been. But make no mistake, I've been there. I know where we're going. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit goes before us. Oh, Thank you, Jesus, that you go before us, that I don't need to worry about tomorrow. You already have gone into by tomorrow. You already know what tomorrow's going to look like. You already know what a week from now, a year from now is going to look like. And Lord, you're the one who's called it blessed. You're the one who's called it redeemed. You're the one who's called it favored. You're the one who's spoken blessing over it. And I thank you, God. Oh, right now, as I pray, I want you to pray with me that I'm never going back. I don't don't want to expect it to go back to normal. I don't want things to be normal. I want things to be different. I've been praying for change for far too long and change came, it looked different than what I thought, but I received the change that's come and I am ready to move forward in the new change that challenged me to grow in a new dimension because God, you are calling the body of Christ to move forward into a new dimension you're calling your people to move forward into a new dimension you called your disciples to go from a tangible experience to a supernatural experience because you're calling them to a new dimension god you called them from disciples to friends you're calling us from discipleship to friends so that we may know the heart of god we might have the kingdom of god within us and we might be led by the holy spirit so we never have to look back and we can remember lot's wife as a pillar of remembrance saying. This is what she was known for, but I won't be known for that. I will be known for looking forward. I will be known for worshiping forward. I will be known for faith forward. I will be known for prayer forward because all I know how to do is move forward with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you that we're never going back. We're never going back. All the things that we prayed for that we forgot about, now we're praying the reversal of, God, forgive us, we repent of that. Lord, I pray that we would just move forward in our faith into the unknown. I don't want to know everything. I just want to know the next step you have for us. Show us the next step at a time that we may walk this walk of faith. And I thank you, God, that you're leading us, guiding us, and directing us. You have two choices. You can become... The woman that he said remember Lot's wife and become known as the woman who looked back or you can be remembered as the woman he said remember this woman who looked at me and worshiped with all her heart you have two choices I can be rem- what do you want to be remembered for when you're gone and your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren remain Which one will you be? Be remembered for the one who looked forward to their Savior in worship wholeheartedly and said, no matter what the circumstance, I'm going to burst into a room with a bunch of of Christians in there and I'm just going to worship uninhibitedly. I'm going to burst into a formal meeting and I'm going to kneel at the Savior and pour my worship at His feet. I'm going to worship God when other people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm going to pray when other people call me nuts. I'm going to give God glory when they say I shouldn't. I'm going to focus on God when they try to distract me. I am not going to allow anybody to take my focus off of my Savior because my Savior is... Is where I'm headed because he's coming again and I want to be ready for him I want to be prepared for him when Jesus comes back catch me in a moment of worship catch me in a moment of prayer catch me in a moment of praise catch me while I'm dancing catch me while I'm jumping catch me catch me while I'm focused moving forward and never looking back Lord in Jesus name I thank you God that we will be remembered for the greater not the lesser and Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you're going to use this as a conduit for your will. And Lord, I pray if there's anybody right now who needs to turn their life to Jesus and choose Jesus today. If that's you, this is your opportunity to choose Jesus. And say, you know what? I'm tired of picking everything else. I'm tired of picking distractions. I'm tired of picking good weather over being a part of service. I'm tired of picking all these other things in the world versus picking Jesus first versus picking worship first. I've been picking that my whole life. I've been teaching my kids. I've been teaching my spouse how to pick everything else first and everything becomes a priority except for worship and God and church. I want to choose Jesus today. And if that's you... And you want to choose Jesus today and make Him the number one in your life that no matter what is going on, worship on Sunday comes first. No matter what is going on, prayer in the morning starts my day. No matter what happens in my week, God comes at the beginning, middle, and end in every moment. And I will turn to Him. Prayer comes first, not a last resort. I will turn to Jesus as my number one response, not as my last response. And Lord, I thank you right now that there are many, Many who are ready to turn and choose Jesus today. And if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. In fact, everybody pray this prayer with me. I choose Jesus, I choose Jesus. as my savior, as, my savior. As, the Lord of my life, as the Lord of my life, as my heavenly father, as my, father. As my friend, as my friend. Fill, me spirit, fill me with your spirit, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me brand new. new. I'm forever yours. And I am saved. saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God some praise. If you gave your life to Jesus, I want you to put in the comment section on YouTube and on Facebook, and I want you to comment, I chose Jesus, I chose Jesus, I choose Jesus. Mark it in there, let us know, so we can celebrate with you. Because the Bible says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. And so we take that seriously, that we wanna confess in front of everybody, I choose Jesus. And when you choose Jesus, he says, let me tell my father about who you are. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And I thank God that your name is written today. What an awesome day. Can we give God praise one more time? Awesome. Hun. will you come and join me? We're going to close out this service. Uh, We have a closing for you, so make sure you stay tuned after the blessing. But we have a declaration we want to speak together.
1: That's right. What an what a amazing word I cannot wait to hear where this is going. and i got I got so many other rabbit trail messages because you teach us to really listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and so um i'm just excited and i know you guys are too so let's do this declaration together and let's stay buckled in if you have just been able to tune into this message only in the last couple minutes make sure that you just when we end just rewind go all the way back to the beginning so you can get worship so you can get the fullness of this word because like pastor landon said this is just a piece of it And we don't want to miss anything that the Lord wants to speak to us, right? I know you're in agreement with that. So let's do this declaration together. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself. and and others. others. I I will live live out out his gospel. I am blessed to live live my best because because I am am a a bridge builder. builder. Amen, Bridge Church. God
0: bless you all. God bless
1: you. We love you. And we'll see you on Wednesday.
0: Yes. We are so glad you joined us today. If this message spoke to you and you made a spiritual decision, we would love to connect with you. You can do that by sending us an email to info at wearebridge.church and let us know the steps you took. And also, if you're new to our Bridge Online Church family, we have a gift for you. So if you could email us to info at wearebridge.church, we'd love to get your information so we can send you that gift. We're so thankful that you worship with us today. And remember to stay connected because we're so much better together. We'll see you later, Bridge Church.